Let's get nuts. Well, hello, everybody, on a Wednesday. That's right. Film Junkie Live back at you on Wednesday. I told you guys that I thought, hey, might get back to the humping, to the hump day. Might be doing this, you know, because last year I was like, all right, the news is, was a little scarce when it came to all the strikes and everything like that. I was like, all right, maybe I'll just do a members only and everything like that. So I stopped doing it, did a members only on Wednesday, but now I think we're back. We're back to doing Film Junkie Live on Wednesday. We're still going to do a members only thing after this. So if you want to become a member of the channel, join the, uh, the, the, the family, the Film Junkie member family. Go ahead and do so. Hit that member button right there and, uh, you know, become a member and we'll have a conversation after this for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, guys, subscribe, do all that. But it feels good, uh, you know, be back on a Wednesday right here, you know. Obviously, we got some things to talk about when it comes to Superman still. And the fakes, the fakes, and then Supergirl news that came out. And then we're going to talk about those Oscar nominations and, of course, people's reaction to, you know, uh, it's always it's always fun when uh, the Oscar nominations come out. And then, of course, Deadpool 3 rapping. And then, of course, uh, not rapping like, you know, you know, you know, not doing that like rapping. But, you know, rapping, W-R-A-P-P-I-N-G. So, anyways. And then, of course, we're going to talk more about the Batman because I know people are, like, wondering what's happening with that. So, we'll see what happens there. Let's see. Oh, let me turn on the chat. Oh, let me fix that a little bit. It's a little off. There it is. Put it right there. All right, what's going on, Ryan? Good to see ya. We got Ian right here. What's happening? We got Zach P. Do you have a favorite choice for a Supergirl actor out of the two remaining? Oh, okay. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. You know, give me a little bit of time. You know, we'll get there when we talk about the article. Let's go ahead and get that music back up again. Why not? But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to it right there. What's going on, Game City Savior? We got Eric Patterson right there. Well, you know, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a rough week. I'm not going to lie, guys. It's been a rough week. I said this a little bit on Monday. Like, when it comes to daytime work and my profession that I'm in, beginning of the year always sucks, and work kind of dries up. So now I'm in, like, the, the mode of, like, little work, might have to find something else. Might have to do the unemployment thing. And I'm like, eh. It's just like one of those things. So, you know. So if anybody uh, is feeling generous tonight, <laughs> I know I hate I hate even saying stuff like that. But uh, you know, I'm not I'm not going like, please help me. You know, I'm not doing that. But you know, things happen in real life. You know, I'm, I'm, everything's gonna be okay. But. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like, good God, really? We're back here again. You know, it happens all the time. It happens every beginning of the year in my profession that I do with my day job, it seems. But when it comes to this time now, it's like, oh, crap, I might have to like, you know, go to something else. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, hey there. Good to see you there, Eric Patterson. What's going on, Eric? The other Eric, hard-boiled Eric, the Supergirl in the image looks like Sydney Sweeney. Does she? Well, she's uh, well, she she'd be awesome. She's also kind of a busy Spider Woman than Barbarella. She she's doing Barbarella, huh? I still have not been sold on her being like this superstar. 
Like, I get it. She's gorgeous. Sure. She's fine. I mean, I don't know. I still haven't bought into her. I still look at her and go, eh, I don't know about her. You know? I don't see her as a superstar. What's going on, Niner for Life? Woo. Tell you what. Playoffs happening. Playoffs happening this weekend. Hopefully, we have some good games. Hopefully, we have some good games that, uh, that are coming out uh, that are going to be this weekend. So... What's going on for you, Jason? Always great to see you, bud. We got Simon right here. What is happening? What is up? Nah, you know, just chilling. Uh, Max, hey, Dave, I'm confused. I thought there was three actresses for playing who is going to play Supergirl, but now they're saying, yeah, well, that's that's the process of elimination. That's the thing. We'll, we'll go over the article, and they mentioned that. But, you know, the process of, um, of elimination is like, hey, when you're doing casting and you're doing auditions and everything like that, and then, of course, I'm sure they're doing... They're doing some screen tests with David Cornsweat. So naturally, they're going to find which one has the best chemistry and which one's going to actually be good for Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow because we talked about that. I have a short from two vodka streams ago, and I had uh, Rebecca Johnson, Supergirl Radio, who is all about Supergirl. This, you know, she is 100% about Supergirl. And I, I chose her clip because she had things to say about casting choice and the fact that they are doing that book so you really got to figure it out so they're just going to limit it down now you know yeah it seems like it went from actually it probably went it went from four because they did mention another name it went from four to two so let's see what happens there were two but it's been two weeks yeah exactly so mr nobody what's happening hey dave thanks for bringing wednesday streams back will this be oh yeah like I said, uh, when it came to me just doing the members only stream, it's just because during the writer strike and everything, the news was just kind of like, there's not really much happening. I was like, I just thought, okay, I might as well just, let me just talk to the members because I would still, every Wednesday after the stream, I would do a members only stream. So I wanted to still talk to the members of the channel. And like I said, if you want to become a member of the channel, please do so. Support the channel and become part of the family. I was like, all right, I'll still do that and just talk about random things because, yeah, the news was scarce. But now we're back, baby. We're back. We're in 2024. There's a lot of things still talk that we could talk about now. So, yeah, it's it's back. It's back. I changed the banner of the channel where it doesn't say just members only. You know, it says Monday and Wednesday for Film Junkie Live. And, of course, uh, I'll show you the banner uh, when we get to the tweets right there. So, you know. So let's see what else we got. We got uh, Dave. Did you see the rumor that Kingpin coming to Spider-Man four? And it looked like Sony wants. Oh, yeah, I did see something about that. But again, I'm kind of just like, all right, this is coming from a scooper. And even though, like, I always thought he was like the most trusted scooper, I'm just going to relax a little bit. But, you know, it might be a topic that we talk about on the vodka stream, you know. I'll probably bring it up on the vodka stream, but I'm not going to really talk about it here. But, yeah, I know there's that rumor about um, how what what who wants what kind of thing. So we'll see what happens. What's going on? We've got Clayface right here. We've been working out. Eh, you know, I always try to keep shape. You know, you got to keep shape. Got to keep shape. Always working out, you know, during the week. During the week is when I eat as healthy as possible and when i just you know go buck wild you know that's the advantage of working from home is like i don't have a gym i don't join a gym i don't go to a gym 
I used to like a while ago, but now I just work out at home. I got I got some dumbbells and I just got, you know, it's very easy to work out from home. So but thank you. Thank you for saying that. Uh, hey, thank you. Yeah, I know. I got my Wayne Enterprises shirt today. I love this shirt. It's very soft, very soft. So good to see you skate and geek out. Let's see. What do we got? Pee pee. What? Pee pee. I don't know what that means, but hey, <laughs> anybody excited about the Oscars? I'm not. I know. It seems like I know we always make a huff. We always make a big stink about the Oscars, but nobody really cares. <laughs> right. We don't really care. Ah, Fabian, my favorite hashtagger right here. What do we got now? We got hashtag restore the Snyderverse, of course, hashtag fire James Gunn, of course. And then we have hashtag none. No new movies. So you don't want any new movies like at all. You don't want like nothing. You just want the movie industry to just stop. You don't want any new movies. Okay. It's a good hashtag. You're doing great, guy. You're doing great, buddy. You're really doing great. Uh, I hope we finally get to Yeah, I know. I'm really I'm, I'm rooting for the I'm rooting for the Niners. I am. I'm rooting for the Niners. I mean, the Ravens are going to be the the ones that's going to be the struggle right there, but uh, I'm rooting for the Niners to take it all. I definitely am, so I'm definitely doing that. Since my team and my dads are both out, I'm rooting for the Lions to finally make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, I mean, that would be cool, too. Like I said, I don't really have a team, but I am rooting for the Niners. I like uh, I like Brock Purdy. What's going on, Noel? Hey, Meg Donnelly, yeah, I know. I mean, she pretty much was that, so. Dave is the Batman we deserve. There we go. That's what I like. I like to hear that. There we go, guys. All right. Appreciate it. And like I said, guys, if you haven't subbed yet or hit that notification bell, make sure you guys do that. All right. Let's get to some tweets. Let's get to some tweets. The Fabian account has to be. Oh, yeah. He's, he's always in there. That's, I always like to see what the new hashtag is because when it comes to, you know, that certain part of the Snyder fandom and it sucks because I'm very much part of the Snyder fandom. I just always like to see the crazies when it comes to that. Like I talked about that when it came to the Batman on Monday's film junkie live. And if you watch my short about the, the Batman part two, I did talk about how, like, I mean, some of these guys, I mean, they don't show up here. I mean, when it comes to that guy, it, it's just, that's all that that is, but there's always new hashtags and, I don't understand what these guys actually want when it comes to all this. Who knows? But uh, but they were uh, talking about basically that, hey, you know, if they want they I mean, they it sounds like they really want to join forces with the Batman fandom to take on James Gunn, you know, in some kind of war. I don't know what war that is. It's just beating your keyboard, apparently. But apparently, yeah, but I've seen tweets from. People, I mean, these are actual adults that actually say that, hey, you know, if James Gunn did something to Matt Reeves, Batman, we should join forces with the, the Batman fandom and and uh, push back against him. Even though they've been talking so much shit ever since the first trailer, the first teaser for the Batman, they've been always shitting on it like crazy. I've talked to a lot of these guys and, and going, what do you have against this? But now all of a sudden they're like, hey. We'll join forces with the Batman, the people, the, the fandom of the Batman. We'll join forces with them to take on James Gunn if he cancels 
the Batman part do, which he's not going to do. I don't think that's going to actually happen, but, you know, I talked about it on Monday. That's what I did. I mean, I talked about it on Monday. It was all ridiculous, but, you know, fandom is funny. Fandom is, uh... Fandom is, uh, it's funny. That's just the way fandom is. What can you do? All right. Let's see here. Let me go. Let's see where the tweet's starting right here. All right. Um, okay. We got that. We got that. Let's see. Let me start off. Oh, trying to figure out where to start. Okay. I know. Well, no, not start right there. Yeah, I guess start right there. I mean, speaking of football, Niner fan, I, I actually thought this was pretty funny. Because if you, uh, you know, I saw this right here and I was like, it took me a minute, but somebody posted uh, Ghetto Gronk right here, posted this. And anybody who's a football fan, so basically they chose three, or not three, but four people, actors mainly. I think this this girl right here is a, uh, I think she's a, an influencer. But, I mean, if you think about the four remaining, just think about the four remaining quarterbacks that are in the, the, the playoffs still. Just think about them. Think about them, and then look at these pictures right here. And I, I laughed. I laughed because I've always said that, what's his name from the Lions? You know, he looks like, uh, he looks, uh, you know, Jared Goff. He always looked, he looks like, he looks like, he looks like Ryan Gosling's cousin. So Ryan Gosling, obviously, um, I, I can't remember her name, but from Roseanne, that's supposed to be <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. And then this is a young Samuel L. Jackson right here. Of course, that's that's Lamar Jackson. And then uh, I, I forgot, I don't know who she is, but yeah, that looks like Brock Purdy. I mean, that's just, it was funny. It was funny. So anybody... And I even sent that. I sent that to numerous people, and they totally didn't understand it. I was like, "All right, I'm gonna send this image to multiple people and see if they see if they understand it." Nobody did. And then I said, "Think about the four remaining quarterbacks." But I think <laughs> just the fact that well, you know, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. I mean, come on. It was just kind of funny. That was just funny. A little funny thing. Ah, what happened here? Come on. What are we doing here? What happened? Did this thing mess up on me? It messed up on me. Sorry, guys. Twitter, come on. Messed up on me a little bit. All right. I think we're good. We're good. We're good. All right. We don't need to talk about that, but we could talk about this. We could talk about Anne Hathaway's Catwoman right here. What's going on, Danny? Good to see you. But, uh, yeah, good to see you. And I'm doing pretty, I'm, you know, I'm hanging in there for sure. But uh, McFarlane, of course, they did announce the Christian Bale, the Bale Batman, for uh, their, obviously, to have a, a figurine or, a, you know, a statue when it came to Christian Bale's Batman. Now we got Catwoman with her with her bike right there. So that's pretty cool. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. Anne Hathaway's Catwoman was pretty damn awesome. Pretty freaking damn awesome right there. So and we'll talk about all that stuff. Hey, speaking of Superman Legacy, I really like this poster right here. This is from uh, Leia Ryan right here. Eighth poster for James Gunn Superman Legacy. This is pretty odd. I like this poster. And look at that, guys. No trunks. No trunks. And, of course, on the farm. But, yeah, I really like this poster right here when it comes to Superman Legacy. Really do. 
And then Wilson Bethal, 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 Boomerang, or not Boomerang, but Bullseye. I almost said Boomerang. Now that's a different universe there, Dave. But uh, Wilson Bethal is going to return as Bull. I'm telling you, when it comes to Daredevil Born Again, man, whatever they had cooking up when it came to Daredevil Born Again, it must have really fucking sucked. It must have just not been working out at all. And Kevin Feige was like, pull the plug. This is not working, guys. No one's going to like this. I know we were trying to lighten it up a little bit, but nobody is liking this at all. This is not working. Nobody's going to like this. So they were like, you know what? We're going to just continue the Netflix story. We're going to bring back everyone. Everyone. They just got to bring back the actress that's, that plays Elektra. I think that's the next one, right? We're going to bring back Elektra. But yeah, so we're going to have a, you know, we're going to have a bullseye. So there you go. He's coming back at least, which he, you know, he did a fantastic job. You know, the episodes that he was in was also fan-fucking-tastic. So, hey, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. And look at this. We got Zack Snyder. Okay, it's funny. I love this. Because obviously we, we saw the Joy Awards, which is you have to travel halfway across the world to go to these awards. Okay. Anthony Hopkins didn't even show up to the world premiere or to the LA premiere <laughs> of rebel moon, but Anthony Hopkins showed up halfway around the world to participate here. And yes, that is Mark, Mark Wahlberg right there, but it's kind of cool. There he is right there. Chilling in a look at how comfortable that seat looks right there. Anthony Hopkins showing up right there. And there's Zach. I love how Zach's looking at the camera. He's like, hey, I'm here. Of course, standing next to Kevin Costner. We talked about that on Monday. You know, when he got his, he's got his honor award right here. And, uh, you know, and uh, he did have an acceptance speech and everything like that. Zach winning awards. You got to love it when Zach wins awards right there. But I love, I mean, it's just kind of funny because nobody is looking at the camera. Zach is like looking <laughs> He's basically looking at the camera, maybe not directly at the camera, but he just looks like a kid in a candy store right there. I love that. Standing next to Kevin Costner, and we got Anthony Hopkins right there. You just got to love that. You just got to love that. The Joy Awards. Yes. Got to love that. Oh, and hey, guys, guess what? You can now... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah. <sighs> You can now, you can now watch, you can watch the first 10 minutes of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Did you guys know this? Did you guys know you could do this? You can watch, you can watch these awards now. Yeah, or not the awards, I'm too busy with the last one. No, you can watch the, uh, the opening right here. Look at this. You can actually watch it, and we're not going to watch too much. But yeah, there you go. Oh, that's right. Remember? What did we talk about? What did we talk about when it came to the opening of Aquaman 2? Oh, man. I remember being kind of excited, uh, pretty excited, when it came to the movie, being in the movie theater. Do I have the old... Oh, man, I just realized I have the old, uh, whatchamacallit, thumbnail right there. But I'll change it in a little bit. But, um, no, yeah, when, we, when, it comes to, when it comes to the opening of Aquaman 2, we got this whole, like, scene right here. That, oh my God, he, like we got Aquaman. He's going to be taking on people. Oh, oh, look at that. Easy. Oh, oh, it's going to be great. 
It's going to be great. He's going to be taking on all these pirates. Look at that. Look at that shot right there. What? Oh, this is going to be good. But then, you know. Oh, boy. And then we all know what happens. We all know what happens when it comes to that. Oh, it's just frustrating. I thought I changed the background. I did not change the background. Hold on. I just realized I didn't change the background of this one right here. Give me a second. There we go. That's the background that we need right there. But uh, anyways, yes. So you can actually watch the first 10 minutes of Aquaman and Lost Kingdom if you want to. If you want to. I don't know if you want to. You probably don't want to, but it's just like, good Lord. They should have deleted the first green. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so bad. Oh, man. So we got that. And then, yes, guys, what the hell? Who's seeing Madam Web? I don't know. Apparently, she doesn't want us to see this movie. I don't know if you guys saw this, but, uh, yeah, I decided to do my own Photoshop work when it came to the promotion of Madam Web. And they had, they had Dakota Johnson, you know, doing this. So everybody, they had her doing this with a white background. So everybody naturally was doing their own version of, uh, of, of whatever the hell. And I just, I, I, I made this right here. And I was like, eh, not sure what the Madam Web marketing is trying to tell me here. And I put a movie theater in the background. Like, no, don't watch this movie. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It will be bad. I don't know. I, I just had fun with that. It was a simple little edit. And I just thought I'd have fun with that when I saw it. Henry Cavill's upcoming movie, Highland Reboot, or like Highlander Reboot, directed, directed, well, you know, that says directing by, but directed by Chad Shahelski, starts shooting in July. So yes, guys, look at this. Yes, gotta love it. There can only be one freaking Highlander, and right now it's Henry freaking Cavill. And apparently when they start shooting this, and, and again, this is a good combination right here. Like, I never really got into the Highlander franchise too much, but I've watched the movies. Christopher Lambert, which I hope he has a role in the reboot. Please have him in there. He's, you know, he's still kicking. Put Christopher Lambert in there. Please have him in the reboot. But uh, Henry Cavill, of course, is going to be starring in the, the reboot of this, and it's going to be directed by Chad Chahelski. So you know that the action is going to be great. You know it's going to be fantastic. You know it's going to be great and fantastic. And I just love the fact that, all right, Cavill, continue on. Do as much action as you can. We've seen your sword work when it comes to The Witcher. So can't wait to see the sword work when you have somebody like Chad backing it up for you. So... Cavill, doing some great things still. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. All right. All right, and we got all that and blah, blah, blah. Hey, and we got that. All right, let's talk about this. Click. Come on. All right. What is happening with... What is happening with Fast 11? I thought when Fast X, Fast X and Fast 11 was talked about, was announced, that 
both the movies were going to be part one and part two, and they were going to be the finale of the Fast and Furious saga. But it just seems like we got that report that, hey, guess what? Guess what? They're going to go back to the basics. Remember that whole report? Who knows if that report is legit because it didn't sound like it was legit because they said that, oh, yeah, they're going to go back to the basics. And, you know, the the budget for Fast 11 is going to be $200 million or less, which is not really back to the basics if you're going to have a budget like that. Not to mention what I said when it came to that report was the fact that Fast X ended on a cliffhanger where literally they had a dam with bombs on it that was going to explode and Dom and his kid were going to be just wiped away by a bunch of water. That was the cliffhanger. So what the hell is happening with Fast 11? Jason Momoa right here says he still hasn't seen the script for Fast 11. I put out my ideas and we'll see where it goes. But that's probably a ways off. That'll be fun to do. It's fun playing the villain. It's wonderful to play the villain. Yes, you played a great villain, Jason Momoa. You saved that movie, at least in my eyes. You were the most enjoyable part of Fast X. Thank you. What the hell is going on with Fast 11? <laughs> we get that one report, and then we get this report. I don't know what's happening. Jesus Christ, figure it out. These reports are ridiculous. Who knows? Just freaking have a finale and then maybe go into when Fast 12 comes out, have it be a small movie. I don't know. Oh, good Lord. Oh, boy. And then now that... <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh, man. I just... Uh, I can't. I can't. Oh, man, I can't. But Alex uh, Lobo right here, this is great. This is great. This is great. <laughs> Good. Uh, I, I, I can't. I can't. Oh, man. But Alex Lobo right here said, you know, the DCEU ends with a Hamada burger. Good job, Alex. Great tweet. It's getting a lot of traction because, yeah, literally a Hamada burger. This is how... The DCEU ended. This is the mid-credit scene right here of Patrick Wilson, Orm, eating a burger, having a beer, and then what does he see? He sees a cockroach because, you know, referencing an earlier joke, and then he puts the, uh, he puts the, yeah, right into his burger, and then he eats it. Ugh. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Oh, well, don't play that. Copyright. All right. Oh. Jesus Christ. But that was a good tweet. It's a good tweet, Alex. Very good tweet. I like the tweet. I do like the tweet. <laughs> but my God, that's the way the DCEU ended right there. That was the last shot of the DCEU right there. <laughs> <sighs> after all we went through, after everything, that was the last scene. Oh boy, is Alex here? No, he's not in the chat, but 
I, I congrats that, uh, that, that one right there. Anyways, moving on. May the floating heads be upon you. Ah, that's right, guys. New Dune Part 2 poster. As much as I'm looking forward to the movie, I do not like this poster because it's just floating heads. We all love the floating heads poster, right? Yeah, don't really like that. Doesn't look good. Terrible poster, but hey. You can actually buy your tickets now, apparently, when it comes to Doom Part 2. So if you got your tickets, go right ahead. Of course, we'll talk about all this. This is when I was, like, going crazy with all that. Yeah, we got this Dune poster right here. That's better. You got the two mains, you know? You got the two mains right here that are about to just go into battle. Their eyes are blue, and everything else is, of course, orange. This is a better poster. I would rather see this poster at the movie theater than the Floating Heads poster. So, definitely cinema coming, and good to see you, Stephanie T. Good to see you, and good to see you, Ben, as well, and Jose. But yeah, that first poster, eh. But this poster, I like it. I like this poster right here. All right, let's go with this one. I still... Christopher Walken. The spice is everywhere. We got to get the more spice. Still always forget that Christopher Walken is in this movie. Of course, we'll talk about all that when it comes to the main stuff. We'll keep going. Oh, boy. Let's talk about this. Concept. What? Oh, boy. Look at this. Concept art. Uh-huh. What is this right here? That Mr. David Ayer is posting. I think we know. I think we know. Even though David Ayer was like, yeah, I'm going to stop pushing for my Ayer cut. And yeah, for the most part, yeah, he is going to stop like really pushing for that Ayer cut when it comes to at least thinking that it's going to come out anytime soon and was hoping that something was going to happen. I mean, he, he kind of gave up on it, but then again, who knows when it came to David Ayer and how he was feeling when it, when he was tweeting all that stuff out, let's face it. I mean, who knows? It seems like, you know, sometimes David Ayer like posts things and then all of a sudden he'll like retract it. Still want to talk to that guy. I still want to talk to that guy. I had a chance to talk to him a couple of weeks ago because I got an invite to the beekeeper you know, I got an, an invite to the beekeeper uh, screening and Q&A, but sadly, you know, t 2024 has not been fun, not, not been so kind to uh, to Dave the Film Junkie because, you know, I, I got sick right off the bat, couldn't go to the Q&A and the screening for it, but, uh, you know, maybe one of these days he'll be like, yeah, I'll join the vodka stream. I don't know. Like I said, if you want to tweet at him, do so. Anyways. But, oh, yeah, this is part of the, uh, you know, obviously when we saw, you know, when Enchantress was trying to be like, okay, hey, you know, I'm going to, of course, possess a bunch of different, you know, I'm going to have some minions for what I'm trying to do. I always said they look like the, the, the bubble paper crew because they always had, like, bubbles shooting out of their heads. But this is what David Ayer actually wanted to have. This was actually... Probably a concept that David Ayer wanted to have. More of a zombie-like, 
you know, I don't know. It's a cool, it's a, it's a cool piece of art. I like this art. So I don't know what, you know, again, Ayer, come on the stream. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about exactly what you wanted when it came to your suicide squad. You know, let's go into detail. Let's go into detail. That's, that's all. Let's go into detail. I really just, uh, I just really would like to just have an in-depth conversation with him about that, about everything he wanted. Doug Lyman says he is boycotting the premiere of his Roadhouse film after Amazon refused to give the film a proper, obviously theatrical release. We, we heard about this like probably like a month ago or so. I don't know. But uh, here's his quote right here. He says, Amazon asked me and the film community to trust them and their public statements about supporting cinemas. And then they turned around and are using Roadhouse to sell plumbing fixtures. This is kind of funny because I've always said that Amazon always has Amazon behind them. So they can actually take chances on movies and put a bunch of money into movies because they have literally Amazon behind it. It's not like they have, you know, they have to really worry. I mean, obviously they always worry about, you know, same thing with Apple TV, you know, because obviously Apple can pump in a bunch of budget when it comes to their content or films that they put out. They have Apple behind it. So they have money just like Amazon does. But when you promise when, when, when you have a director that's like, all right, I'll work with you and Let's put a movie out that, uh, you know, that I am very much all about. And then they decide not to put it out in the movie theaters. Well, Doug Lyman's pissed. So he's boycotting. He's boycotting. Not to mention, I don't really like this poster. Do you? This poster is kind of ridiculous. I mean, I get, hey, cool. They kept the original logo for Roadhouse. Nice. But I don't know. I'm just kind of like, all right. They're just kind of going like, uh, all right, here's a here's a poster. They got the uh, the bar in the background. Obviously, it's a mess like he fucked people up. And then it's just like, all right, we're showing um, Jake Gyllenhaal's cleavage and his abs scrunched up and his belly button and his jeans and a Hawaiian type shirt. I don't know. I don't, I don't really like it. I don't really like it. I don't really like this poster. Who likes this poster? He looks hot, though. So that's... Okay, yeah. I mean, hey. You know, for the ladies. Obviously, Stephanie. I get it. The ladies will dig it. Fine. Sure. But I just... I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really like this poster. It's just... I don't know. I just don't. But hey, maybe the movie will be good. Yeah, yeah, you're too sexy, too sexy. I like what you said right there, Jose. You know, reminds me of that, uh, the old uh, Antonio Banderas, uh, Chris Catan sketches. Yeah, too sexy, Antonio, too sexy. I get it. They're, they're, they're trying to sell that. I just don't really like it. I don't really like it. I don't really like it that much, so who knows? But, you know, good on Doug Lyman, at least, for being like, you know what, fuck Amazon. He basically said, fuck Amazon. He did which is good. And then how would we feel about a Sean William Scott 
Booster Gold. Listen to what he had to say right here. Is there like a Marvel or DC character that would just be a dream role for you? There's so many great characters. I definitely would, I'd love to, I think it'd be fun to do a comic book movie. I think the first character that came to mind was like Booster Gold. Come on, James Gunn, let's go. Let's do it, let's do it, James, let's Huh, what? How would you feel about a Sean William Scott Booster Gold? I wouldn't hate it. I would not hate that. I didn't even think about that. Stifler as Booster Gold? Okay, why not? I mean, I know he's like, you know, he's not like young anymore, but I mean, Booster Gold doesn't have to be young. Not supposed to be like super young, right? I could totally see a Sean William Scott being Booster Gold. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about like him as Booster Gold because, I mean, when it, when it came to the whole Alan Richson talk about him being Batman, I was like, eh, no, I don't see him as Batman. Maybe a Booster Gold. But then I didn't even think about Sean William Scott. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe Sean William Scott. And apparently he might be down. He might be down for it, you know? He still has youngness to him. I mean, it's not like he's, like, ancient or anything like that. So, why not? James Gunn? I'm actually okay with that. So, hey, look at look, look at him. Look at him a little bit. I don't know. I think maybe he could be a good Booster Gold. Who knows? Who knows? But, anyways, all right, guys. Let's get to the main topics at hand here. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, man. I got to turn that one off. There we go. All right. There we go. All right. The Superman fakes are all over the place. Well, there's only two. Well, three. But don't be fooled, everybody, okay? Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled about Superman fakes. Obviously, we know that James Gunn, we talked about it on Monday, where he said that, yes, he actually has done screen tests. David Cornsweet has done screen tests when it comes to the costume. And of course, the fact that he's probably wearing like one of Henry Cavill's costumes when it came to, you know, like doing a screen test. And it, it, it was he struggled to fit into the costume because David Cornsweet is, you know, taller than Henry Cavill. Is it going to be bigger? Who knows? Maybe he won't be. Who knows? You know, again, you know, it's all biology. But uh naturally people are like, all right, well, we're going to do that whole thing. You know, it's always funny. Anytime when it comes to leaks, when you see leaks online, especially when it's always blurry or when somebody has their fucking like their name all over it, you know, when they always do that, they always like put their name all over it. You know, you could probably guess that. Yeah. Mainly that it's going to be bullshit. So Naturally, that happened where it was like, all right, oh, yeah, some, you know, people are going to be posting all over the place that, yes, they're going to be posting a bunch of fake screen tests when it comes to that. But for the most part, they look good. But there's some certain parts of the images eh, don't look that great. Don't look that great. But here we go right here. So. You know, DCU updates, of course, was like sniffing it out. And apparently it's like shade of alchemy right here. But yeah, so don't, I mean, 
it looks good until you look at the hair. The hair looks atrocious. Atrocious when it comes to that. But everything else looks actually not bad. Not bad. Not bad right there. And then here's another shot right here. <laughs> but yeah, little too much gel in the hair right there. That hair is shiny. Holy crap. But yeah, the hair is what does not sell the fake Superman leaks right here. Okay, so don't be don't be fooled because, you know, let's face it, when it comes to social media nowadays, people just, you know, they want to go viral. And they want to just keep on, you know, pushing it and pushing it so they're going to create some things and just be like, "Yeah. Here is here is him. Look at my video and blah blah blah." And I'm sure it does work. It does work. And then we had this image right here. This was another one from the same, they have the same, they have the same name, Shade of Alchemy, right here. Now doing something, you know, a little bit different. Like, oh, look at that. They're doing, okay, this is a different kind of Superman costume. It's a more generic Superman costume. Different. I would actually believe this one more than the other one, to be honest. This one looks a little bit more legit because there's no like crazy like background like, oh, yeah, I'm in some kind of warehouse or whatever the hell. This one looks a little bit more legit, but obviously we're not going to believe that. We're not going to believe any of that. Why would we believe any of that? And even James Gunn himself was like, oh, nope. Hey, Mr. Gunn, just one question. Has David Cornsweet used the Superman suit on the screen testing, of course, we have that. And then he said, there's a leak in the internet. I don't know if it's true, but if he if he looks great as the new Superman, blah, blah, blah. James Gunn said right here, glad you think he looks great, but there's no leak. The only photos taken of David in the Superman suit are on my phone, and I'm standing with him. What? Yeah, well, of course he does. I mean, yeah. It's like the same thing when, when, when Zach was, like, teasing all that, too. It's like, of course he's going to have him on his phone. Somebody hack James Gunn's phone, all right? I'm tasking you guys right now to hack James Gunn's phone. we got to see this costume. we got to see what he looks like. I'm sure he looks great. But, yeah, that's what James Gunn said right there when it came to response of a leak. And then somebody said right here, then how come you don't want to publish a picture of him? So maybe people will stop asking. And then because it would be a nice way to announce the start of filming or even just to let us see David as Superman from the day his casting was announced. It's the wrong suit. So there you go. Just confirming that he probably used one of Cavill's suits. When it came to screen testing, which is what happens all the time. I mean, I, I even talked about it before. I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, Bale used Kilmer's suit. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure like, you know, Ben used probably, you know, Bale's, you know, or something like that. You know, it's, it's always the last suit. It's always the last suit. Well, not always the last suit. Seemed like, well, you know, when it came to Cavill, I mean, let's face it. That first, <laughs> that shot the shots of Cavill in the Christopher Reeve suit, 
It looked like a kid that was going out to go trick-or-treating. Let's face it. You feel bad for Cavill because, yeah, when we saw those images of him. But Zach did a good job. Zach did a good job when he did, you know, he posted the black and white image of him in the chair and then posted a cool, like, little shot like that. But there's, like, that one shot. You know that shot I'm talking about where he's just standing there like, hey, he looks like a kid that's, like, like his mom took that picture and was like, Good luck, and hopefully you get a lot of candy there, son, when it comes to, like, trick-or-treating. I mean, it, it, it's always awkward. It's awkward that they have to do, they have to utilize that, because obviously they have to do that, you know? So, yeah, maybe we don't want to see that. Maybe we don't want to see corn sweat in the cavalry costume, because it probably won't look good, because obviously that costume is modeled over Cavill's body. We want to see the first official image of Corn Sweat in his full-on, legit Superman costume. That's what it is. But we also have Supergirl. What? The suits? <laughs> I almost said the soup. The search for Supergirl Millie Alcock, Meg Donnelly's screen test in Atlanta. Exclusive! I know, I should throw my exclusive, whatchamacallit, out there. Exclusiva! There you go. Need to fix that. Anyways. The character will appear in James Gunn's Superman Legacy before headlining her own movie, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. So basically now it's down to these two right here. The search for Supergirl is one step closer to completion. Screen tests for the role took place yesterday, according to several sources, with a field now narrowed to two actresses. Millie Alcock, best known, of course, for Game of Thrones, House of Dragon, uh, being, of course, what's-her-name, Princess. I'm not even going to try to announce that name. And, of course, Meg Donnelly, who starred in Disney Channel's hit musical franchise, Zombies, and, of course, have done voices for... Supergirl already so it seems like she's actually going to be getting it right there I don't know I am a Meg Donnelly fan the fact that she's already voiced Supergirl that's who I want right there that's who I think should get it and I like her look I like her look for it I know a lot of people are just going for you know we're for uh, Miss Alcock right there but I'm just kind of going like now 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 I'm all Donnelly not all cock. I'm all Donnelly when it comes to the Supergirl casting right here. But yeah, so basically confirming all that. I mean, we already knew all this. We already knew all this. We already knew all this. So it's not like it's anything new. We knew that Supergirl was going to be showing up at Superman Legacy. But again, like I said, when it comes to that book of Woman of Tomorrow, again, look at the clip that I posted when it, when it came to a couple of weeks ago. And it came to Rebecca Supergirl Radio talking about who should play this character and the fact that who the character actually is. If you haven't read that book, read the book, check out the book, and just realize that this is not a Supergirl that's going to be squeaky clean. Okay? It's not going to be a squeaky clean one. So naturally, there's got to be some kind of, you know, little edge. There's going to be a little bit of edge to Kara in this iteration of Supergirl. So... It's coming down to those two right there. So, and apparently there was four at one point. 
There was four. I mean, obviously we had uh, what's her name too. Um, did they mention? Yeah, Kaylee Spaney. That's you know, of course there was Melia Jones, you know the Coda actress, but there was also Amelia, Amelia. No, no, Kaylee Spaney. Now I don't know who Kaylee Spaney is. I'm gonna go ahead and IMDb her. But yeah, because we always heard about the three. There was three actresses. Let's see right here. Let's see. Kaylee, I'm going to go ahead and just copy and paste. Because, you know, people like to spell names. Crazy. All right. I'm like wondering what the... No, nothing. What? Oh, no, there she... Oh, it's her. Okay. It's a girl. Okay. Yeah. I knew it sounded familiar. It's the girl who plays Priscilla Presley in the Priscilla movie. Okay. So apparently she was up for it at one point too. So that's interesting. Okay. I didn't know. I was like, I knew I recognized that name, but yeah. And she was in Bad Times and El Royale, which is an actually a very good movie. Watch that movie. Chris Hemsworth's also in it. And there's like a bunch of like Who Done It and blah blah blah. If you haven't watched Bad Times at the El Royale, do yourself a favor. A movie that should be talked about more. Great movie. Great movie right there. Came out five years ago. Crazy that... Jesus Christ, where'd the time go? It felt like that movie came out like at least two years ago, but it came out five years ago? Crazy. But yeah, she played Priscilla. And uh, that's right. She was also in Pacific Rim Uprising. Sorry, I forgot about that movie. Not a good sequel. Because it wasn't Guillermo del Toro. But yeah. So... There we go. All right. So there's the main topic right there, guys. Talking about that and, you know, Superman, super. Yeah. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. When James Gunn wants to release images of David Cornsweat in the Superman costume, he will. Don't believe any bullshit. You see like a blurred image or you see an image that has, you know, you know, a bunch of fucking, you know, names on it because obviously they, they were like, hey, credit me, credit me. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by it. All right, the Oscars. <laughs> All right. Why? Why is it that anytime the uh, the Oscars get announced and the nominations get announced, why do we all lose our minds when it really doesn't matter? Does any does does any of it matter really? I mean, I guess it matters to the performers, but for the most part, I, I really don't care that much. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess I do a little bit because I want to see Christopher Nolan actually win a statue. Long overdue, and I guess we root for those individuals, like the ones that are just long overdue. We do. I mean, I guess that's. The main thing. I mean, DiCaprio finally won his Oscar for The Revenant, even though I think he should have won. But see, that's the thing. It's like, uh, that's what frustrates me about this. Because the Oscars are the literal gold standard when it comes to awards and these actors. But usually, uh, not usually, but maybe just sometimes, especially with DiCaprio. I'm just using DiCaprio as my example here is like 
he's had way better performances than The Revenant. The Revenant wasn't his best performance. He, to me, he just, nobody really talks about The Revenant. Who talks about The Revenant anymore besides talking about the whole thing where he gets almost, you know, R, I'm not going to say the word, he almost gets, you know, molested by a bear. Everybody talks about The Revenant, and it's always about him being almost molested by a bear, or just being manhandled by a bear, or bear-handled, I should say. That's all they talk about when it comes to The Revenant. It's like he endured the elements, and he wins an Oscar for that, but there's so many other performances he probably should have won the award. Thank you, Ms. Jackson, for the $2 Super Chat. The Aviator, another example of when DiCaprio probably should have won an award. The dude has done a lot. And it's kind of funny because talking about Leo DiCaprio, he did not get nominated for Killers of the Flower Moon. What? But that's fine. I have no problem with that. I didn't think like, I mean, like, obviously he led that movie and he did a good job, but... Yeah, it just seems like anytime we get to the Oscars, we always get like a little preview of who's going to end up winning these awards. Now, when it comes to best actor, I don't know who's going to win. Now, I have not seen the holdovers yet. I plan on seeing it before the Oscars air because apparently Paul Giamatti did a fantastic job. It's going to be down to Paul Giamatti or Killian Murphy. Now, I've seen Oppenheimer, and I'm going, Killian Murphy, look what he did. Down to that. You know, that's just the way it is. When it comes to the award season, I mean, obviously, it all leads up to the Oscars. So we kind of already get, we already kind of get like a, an idea of who's going to win what. You know, but I love it when there is a little bit of a mixed bag. And it seems like when it comes to best actor, it's like Keelan Murphy and Paul Giamatti are just kind of like all I all I want to see. All I want to see is Paul Giamatti and Killian Murphy after the Oscars going to In-N-Out and sharing a burger and a shake and some fries. They have fries in the middle of the table and they're just going to eat because, you know, the whole Paul Giamatti, you know, In-N-Out thing. I want Killian Murphy to join him. They just should they should just have a meal together because it's going to be one of those two. It's going to be one of those two. But that's not what everybody's talking about, of course, when it comes to the Oscar nominations. No, not what everybody's talking to. Of course not, because people just can't. People are still buzzing off of Barbie. And... <laughs> I just, uh, I, uh, I've already talked about this. I talked about this when it came to the Critics' Choice Awards and Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling won for, you know, Ken is Enough or whatever the hell, his song. And, you know, now his reaction to that is a meme. I can't get over this whole Barbie, like, award thing. And obviously now people are upset that Greta and Margot Robbie did not get nominated for Best Director and Best Actress. But who did? Ryan Gosling. 
<laughs> I like Ryan Gosling a lot. Okay. The Nice Guys, one of my favorite all-time movies. Did I think he deserved an Oscar nomination for being Ken? No. He's not Knuff for me, I guess. I was like so surprised. So surprised. Like what? Wait a minute. You have the iron claw right there. Even Matt Damon. Even Matt Damon and Oppenheimer. I mean, I know they already have Robert Downey Jr. Who was all, who's obviously going to win the Best Supporting Actor award. But they had Matt Damon right there who was even like better than... There's so many... I know, guys. I get it. I get it. I get it. People love Barbie. It's a culture phenomenon. But it's not that movie. It's not that movie. I'm sorry. It's not that movie. It was that movie that brought people into the movie theater. And people enjoyed it. Families enjoyed it. Everybody enjoyed it. But it's not It's not that movie where it's going to be winning awards. I'm sorry. It's not that movie. So naturally, people are like upset when it comes to... Margot Robbie not getting a Best Actress nomination for Barbie. Okay, cool. What about all the other actresses that are there? Okay, I mean, I know it's like getting to a crazy point where it's like, oh my God, this just shows you the patriarchy right here. Oh my God, this is all, I mean, geez, this is just, you know, men being, it's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, guys. Lily Gladstone. Lily Gladstone. Indigenous? Native American? She got nominated. Right? Right? She got nominated. Why are we not talking about that? Why are we not talking about that? Oh, wait, because you're angry about Margot Robbie not getting nominated for Barbie. Lily Gladstone. Her performance was fantastic in Killers of the Flower Moon. Not to mention, it's supposed to be, I mean, like, isn't this like the first? First Native American? But yet you're angry about Margot Robbie. All right. That's a little interesting. And that sucks. That seems like more people are angry about that than more like lifting up Lily Gladstone, who's been winning awards for her performance. And it's like, I don't, I mean, I get it. I love, I, I think Margot Robbie's a fantastic actress. When it comes to I, Tanya, she should have got something for that. And maybe she did. I don't know. I can't remember. I, Tanya. Yeah, that was, she did a fantastic job there. When it comes to Barbie, yes, I know she had some dramatic scenes and she cried and whatever the hell. Sure. I understand that. I do understand that. Greta being nominated for Best Director? Okay. I mean, I get it. Some people are like thinking that it should, she should have got, you know, she should have got that. She could, you know, and I'm just kind of going like, all right, cool. Yeah. Maybe she should have. Maybe she, I don't know. To me, I'm like, nah, I don't think she should have. Oh, man, where am I? Where's my, oh, crap. I deleted something. Damn it. Anyways. 
But I literally saw people on my timeline going like, Jesus Christ, the Academy nominating just a bunch of dudes again, right? Just a bunch of dudes again. Justine Trait, hello, hello. The Anatomy of a Fall. She got nominated, but nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's all about Greta. It's all about Greta. <laughs> nobody cares about her who got nominated. People were literally just like thinking like, oh yeah, Jesus Christ. Here we go again, the patriarchy. I'm like, this woman got nominated. What are you thinking here? Nobody's talking about this. Nobody's talking about this because it's not Barbie. Come on. That's, that's, to me, that's just effed up, man. Effed up. That's messed up, man. I mean, that, that, that just, that, that, that was what was rubbing me the wrong way right here. It's like she, Justine got nominated, but nobody gives a shit because it's not Greta. Everybody's just complaining like Greta didn't. It's like, okay, I haven't seen the movie. I do want to watch it. And I'm looking at this uh, review right here. It says, Justine Trait, try it, try it, reconstructed the courtroom genre uh, drama to uh, not solve the case, but to explore how one bad moment can define an entire life and a relationship. An autonomy of a fall is a complicated narrative, but embraces all the shades of being human for an exhilarating watch. Who saw that movie? Not a lot, apparently. Everybody's just talking about Barbie. And I know I'm a little biased because I didn't think like Barbie was like the greatest movie of the world like a lot of other people did. But, you know, and I get I get what Gar Barbie was a, a cultural phenomenon. It made over a billion dollars. OK, I think we're OK. We're OK with that, right? That's fine. OK. Is that okay that it made like it was the biggest movie of 2023 and it made over a billion dollars? Does it need a gold statue or a nomination? I don't think it does. And it's kind of funny too because when everybody's like, how did <laughs> Margot Robbie and Greta did not get nominated for an Academy Award? How dare they? They actually did. You realize they're both producers on Barbie? And Barbie got bet that got nominated for best picture? You know, the biggest award of the entire thing. I don't know. All of a sudden, we're just ignoring that. We're ignoring that, apparently. We're just ignoring the fact that Barbie got nominated for Best Picture, produced by Greta and Margot. They got nominated. <laughs> it's like, what? But I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing? They still got a nomination, but everybody's making it sound like they got... I mean, I get it. They got snubbed in individual categories, but they still got nominated. Come on. What are we doing here? Ah. Oh, but hey, guys, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton wanted to chime in on this. And here we go right here. Greta and Margot, while I can sting, while it can sting to win the box office, but not take home the gold. Your millions of fans love you. You're, you're both so much more than Knuff. Hashtag Hillary Barbie. <laughs> what? Come on. 
again, they still got nominated for Best Picture, and they're both produced. Oh, but Hillary had to come in and just be like, you know what? I'm going to take a break from killing people, and I'm just going to be like, hey, I'm going to chime in on this and, and, and make a hashtag called Hillary Barbie. What the fuck? <sighs> like, Jesus. That just, that's, come on now. Come on now. Nobody wants Hillary Clinton to be chiming in on this. Come on. <laughs> Again, the movie made over a billion dollars. Okay? There's not, I mean, they want to, there's people that want to make it seem like they hate women. A billion dollars, over a billion dollars. Nobody is hating the women in this movie. People flocked to the movie theater, okay? Just because it didn't get nominated, or certain, it did get nominated for best, best picture. Just because Greta and Margot didn't get nominated for the particular categories doesn't mean we hate women. Relax. And then we got Ryan Gosling. I am extremely honored to be nominated by my colleagues alongside such remarkable artists in a year of so many great films. And I never thought I'd be saying this, but I'm also incredibly honored and proud that it's... <laughs> I'm just thinking about the reaction that he had when the, the Ken song won... Because do you think that Ryan Gosling thought he was going to get nominated for Academy Award for playing Ken? No. I can guarantee you he did not think that that was going to happen. But there is no Ken without Barbie. But I thought there was like, wasn't there the, the whole point of the movie was like, they didn't, okay. Again, I mean, I don't know what we're doing here, guys. I really don't know what we're doing here. It's like, wait, I thought the whole idea was you didn't need. All right. And there is no Barbie without Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, the two people most responsible for the history-making, global, globally celebrated film. Yes, globally celebrated film. You don't need a statue with naked Oscar on it. No recognition would be possible for anyone on the film without their talent, grit, and genius. True to say that I'm disappointed that they are not nominated in the respective categories would be an understatement. Okay, but they're still nominated for best picture against all odds with nothing but a couple of soulless, scantily clad and thankfully crotchless dolls. They made us laugh. They broke our hearts. They pushed the culture and they made history. Their work should be recognized along with the other deserving nominees. It is. It got nominated for Best Picture. Let's not ignore that. Having said that, I'm happy for America Ferrara and the other incredible artists to contribute their talents to making this such a groundbreaking film. And it was a groundbreaking film. Do I think America Ferrara deserved the Best Supporting Actress? No, I don't. Again, it's not that movie. It's just not that movie. It's not that movie. That's just that that is my whole stink with it when it comes to all this. And and 
I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat here, guys. I'm going to put it on. I'm going to put it on. It's invisible. I'm going to put it on my tinfoil hat. I'm going to place it on my head. I think the Oscars wanted this drama because guess what? They need views. They need ratings. Let's not nominate Margot Robbie or Greta in their respective categories, but let's nominate Ryan Gosling for Best Supporting Actor. He's not going to win. It's, it's pretty much guaranteed to Robert Downey Jr. He's not going to win, but let's do that to cause drama. Even though I kind of almost go like, you know what? It is pretty crazy because especially when I watched Barbie again, I was like going, you know what? Is this movie more about Ken than Barbie? But then again, I was like, you know what? It's about both. It's about both of them. It is about both of them. Even though I don't enjoy it as much as a lot of people, and I get that. I totally get that. But it is about both, like, you know, finding their ways. It is. And Ryan Gosling was definitely the shining. He stole every scene that he was in. But do I think it deserved an Oscar nom? Fuck no. He's going to get an Oscar nom for bleaching his hair blonde and getting more ripped than he actually is? No. That's not. No. Are you kidding me? But I think I just, I just, I, I wouldn't be surprised, guys. I'm just saying. This is just me just putting on the tinfoil hat. I think they wanted this drama because guess what? Again, this drama is outshining a lot of other things, you know? Most people are talking about the fact that Greta and Margot didn't get their nominations more than Lily Gladstone or Justine Trait not getting, you know, who cares about them? It's all about, it's all about the blondes. It's all about the white blondes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Ugh. It's just ridiculous to me. I don't know. I get it. I mean, I get it. He enjoyed the Barbie movie. Fine. It's cool. I know when it comes to the Oscars, we all get really crazy when it comes to a lot of this. But me, I'm just kind of like, I just, I, I, I didn't think it was an Oscar movie. To me, it just reminds me of like when the Oscars were thinking about doing the whole box office thing. Remember, they were going to add a box office category to get Marvel involved. And, you know, even like when it came to like crowd, please, they were trying to like they, they, the Oscars have been losing ratings year by year. So they always have been trying to add something to get the more views when it comes to at least the more popular movies. To me, this is just them doing that. They're like, you know what? We're going to nominate Ryan Gosling, and that's going to cause some controversy because we're not going to nominate Margot Robbie or Greta. You know, we're not going to do that. I don't know. I, th I, I really think this is like a ratings thing. You know, and if you think that Barbie should win Best Picture, fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's your opinion. I respect that. I'm not saying it's a terrible movie. It wasn't for me. It was for a lot of people. But it's just not, to me, it's not, when it comes to, Oscars, it's not that movie. And it's funny because I've had people who are like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, Margot might have won. No, <laughs> she's not going to win. Have you seen the category? And it is kind of funny, too, when they go like, oh, how dare the patriarchy? I'm like, well, what? We're just going to ignore the 
the five other actresses that got nominated, Emma Stone and Lily Gladstone, and I, I off the top of my head, I can't remember who else got nominated. We're just going to ignore their performances. It's not like Ryan Gosling, you know, is nominated for Best Actress. <laughs> it's, But it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, the Iron Claw, the Iron Claw. Everybody was raving about the Iron Claw in the, in the performances in that movie. And that movie got completely ignored. Completely ignored. Come on. Come on. It's just crazy. Hell, even Matt Damon. Matt Damon in, in Oppenheimer. He should have been nominated for a Best Supporting Actor over Ryan Gosling. In Barbie. The sad fact of the matter is, if Ryan Gosling has to perform his Ken song at the Oscars, good luck. Good luck. He might have to. <laughs> That's been the joke, too. All right. Rant over. Rant over. Oh, take a deep breath, Dave. Oh, we're good. The, who cares? The Oscars are bullshit. Whatever the fuck. Whatever. It's fine. It'll be interesting to see who wins, but, you know, Barbie should have just been part of the technical category production, hair and makeup and all that stuff. I mean, that's that's where Barbie should lie, in my opinion. It shouldn't lie. And I don't think it's best picture, no best actor, best director. I don't see it all there. But I just I just beg everybody just to like, hey. Let's remember that there's some other groundbreaking things that are happening when it comes to nominations, when it comes to nominations of best actress, when it comes to nominations of best director. Okay, can we lift up those two women and not complain that the Barbie movie didn't get nominated, please? All right. Let's go to Deadpool, which will probably have some Barbie jokes in it. You better believe it's going to have Barbie jokes in it. But let's go to... Oh, not that. No, no, no. Hold on. I hit the wrong button here. Not box office. We already did box office. Here we go. That one right there. There we go. Deadpool. Let's go to Deadpool 3. And the fact that uh, Deadpool 3 has wrapped production. And Ryan Reynolds, of course, posted this right here when it came to... Deadpool 3 wrapped up right here. The suit hides the blood, also sweat, but today with Deadpool wrapping, it's mostly tears. A giant and forever thanks to the cast and crew of our film who battled wind, rain, and strikes. Oof. And, of course, Hugh Jackman and under stalwart leadership of, of course, Sean Levy. I got to make a movie with my closest pals, and that doesn't happen very often. See ya July 26. That's right, guys. The movie comes out this year. It wrapped now. And hopefully they're not going to be pushing like VFX artists to the brink of like, you know, losing their minds. But yeah, we're going to see it this year, this summer. And then a Hugh Jackman, of course, posted this right here. Shaving the Wolverine beer right here. What a ride. I've loved every minute of making this movie. Well, not the training and diet, but the other 93.2%. Shut up, Hugh. You know you loved that. 
because you looked good. I always love it when it's like, oh, geez, I got to get in like, I got to get paid millions of dollars to get in super fucking shape. Oh, come on. You know, you loved it. God, you probably felt great. You felt energetic. You felt good. Come on, get out of here. The best cast and crew. Thank you. You are all aces. The two of my best mates, of course, Ryan Reynolds and Sean Levy. Uh, and I literally couldn't have done this without you. Literally, uh, July 26th, of course, when that comes out. And then, of course, Sean Levy himself. Had the greatest time of my life shooting this movie. Post-production starts at dawn. Well, post-production has already started very much so because, I mean, during the right, during the strike, I mean, they were already like, you know, they shot a lot and it's like, okay, you guys are allowed, you know, during some of the strikes, it's like, yeah, the VFX artists and the editors were allowed to edit. So that's why it's like, okay, so when this movie... When this movie was halted, it's like, yeah, you could still work on it. And then, you know, they said there was like a lot, there was probably about a month and a half, maybe, you know, about left in shooting. So that's what they got. So excited. Apparently, we're going to be getting the Deadpool 3 trailer when it comes to Super Bowl, which that makes sense. Probably get a half hour thing and then a full thing online. So not half hour, 30 minutes. Jesus Christ. 30 seconds. When it comes to uh, the Super Bowl, which is good. And then, we'll, you know, they'll see like full trailer online. So that's going to be an exciting day. Glad for them and cannot wait. One of my, you know, I'm just really, really looking forward to this movie. This movie's going to save the MCU. The Batman Part Do. All right. We talked about the Batman Part 2 when it comes to... Uh, um, Monday's film Junkie Live. And I talked about it because a lot of people are getting antsy. You know, Jeffrey Wright said he hadn't seen the script. And I was even saying what I heard was the fact that, you know, people are getting a little antsy when it comes to this. Now, naturally, we have the Penguin series that is uh, back in production and that's going to be happening to expand the universe. Sure, it's good. And, you know, fingers crossed that that's great. And then, of course, when it comes to the Batman Part 2, and one of the things I kept saying was like, I hope the reason why that it's taken longer. I mean, of course there was the strikes, but I just hope that Matt Reeves has been really building his universe. And he wrote not just Batman part two, but also part three. So I'm hoping that that's going to be the case too. But one of the things that I did not mention when it came to Monday's film, Junkie live and talking about the Batman part two was Greg Frazier, of course, the cinematographer for the first one and the cinematographer for, of course, Dune, you know, Dune part one and part two as well. Great cinematographer. We love his work, but I forgot to mention that. Oh yeah. He did talk about, uh, on, uh, on, uh, uh, what was it? It was, uh, Mark Burnett's show right here where he did talk about, oh yeah. You know, does he know if he's going to be doing it or not? And this is what he had to say right here when it came to whether he's going to do it or not. When uh, uh, you see Fade Rautha, he's f fighting in the arena. It's like black and white. And and uh, I don't know if you can answer that about why is it black and white. But I thought that was was is it is it is it that is that the light on the planet or 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 because that I thought was you know can you say yeah. why? Listen, let me go back a step. Remember, I did a Star Wars film. Okay, 
and <laughs> the way okay the, the way that that this from a security standpoint the way that the studio treated um the s- secrets of the movie right i i feel like i've been uh, indoctrinated into the world of just shut your mouth greg just shut your mouth okay your okay mouth. okay it's, i don't know <clears throat> who knows what what's been said right 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 the best way i can do is feign feign innocence and ignorance and go oh, no, no, no. all right that's... i do know i do know and i do want to talk about it at some point i don't know if now is the right yeah yeah no 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 i don't want and i don't want to okay so he's talking about dune and all that right there sorry i had to go to the bathroom again <laughs> drink too much water before this thing Ugh. man that's what happens but when it comes to greg frazier talking about the batman sorry but he was talking about a little bit of Dune right there. Let's see. When it comes to him talking about the Batman, here we Imagine go. Right Imagine you're here. doing Batman two, um, and when you when you sure. when I you're doing, know. I mean, who knows? I, I, in the, in the film business, to be to be <laughs> honest with you, mate, I, I I've become really um, kind of zen about the way the film business works. Like with, with the last few years that we've all experienced with, <laughs> yeah strikes and COVID and at this point in time I don't know what I'm doing frankly I don't know where I am I mean I know where I am but like what I'm doing is I'm doing whatever it is I'm doing and and but but dearly 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 I would love to do another Batman of course because I love Matt I love that film yeah I mean I obviously I would imagine you're what so he seems a little unsure but I like what he had to say because obviously, you know, a lot of things have uh, contributed on the fact that he does not know because it's Hollywood and there's been a lot of things that have happened. You know, obviously, when it came to the first one, COVID was a big thing when it came to that. And then now we had the, the whole strikes thing. So, yeah. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, again, when people were like kind of like a little skittish on what's happening with the Batman part two, I I mean, I still think it's going to happen and the world is still being expanded. Sure. But, uh, you know, when when he says stuff like that, he's just kind of like, you know, he it's almost like he was just like kind of uncertain. It does give a little worry a little bit, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And and again, when it comes to the fact that it's like you got the, the, the Reeves bat verse over here and then of course you got james gunn's dcu over here it's a little it gets a little sketchy when it comes to all that and 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 it does worry me because i don't know if like warner brothers discovery is like going ah do we want to pay pay money for two different batman but at the same time that's like that's your biggest ip right that's your biggest ip so you might as well have two versions have three versions if you wanted to you know and, you know, it's just, that's the thing, though. That's what always worries me when it comes to all this. But there you go. That's what Greg Frazier had to say when it came to uh, his thoughts on what's going to be happening with the Batman 2. And then, of course, talking about a little bit when it came to Dune and filming that. Because let's face it, when it comes to that, I mean, Greg Frazier is just, he's top notch. One of the best cinematographers out there right now. And he's getting all these great gigs and they all look gorgeous you know they all just absolutely gorgeous i mean obviously it starts with the director and then it and it goes into the guy operating the camera to make it look like what the director wants and of course it's a collaboration 
When it comes to director and cinematographer, it's all about collaboration of how to achieve certain shots. And that's why the first Dune, and I'm sure the second Dune, is just, just looks gorgeous, obviously, with the second Dune. And the way the trailer looks, yes, absolutely. It's going to just look absolutely phenomenal. And the Batman, I mean, I watched it. I watched it a couple of weeks ago when I was like, you know, a little sick and I was up in the wee, wee hours of the night. I put it on and it just that the cinematography in that movie is just so gorgeous, too. So, Greg Frazier, hopefully it all happens. Hopefully everything's all good when it comes to that. Please. All right. Let's go to uh, let's go to some questions and comments when it comes to uh, tonight's show. I appreciate you guys, of course, uh, clicking in and doing all that. All right. Let's go ahead and get to the uh, questions right here when it comes to Twitter. Eric. Hey, Dave. Speaking of the Oscars and Barbenheimer, isn't a big reason the Oscars aren't as popular popular as they used to be? Well, the popular films are less likely to also be Oscar-worthy ones and vice versa. I think the Barbenheimer no- nominations might help turn things around. That's what I was saying. And I think, and, I, and, I, and I'm just, again, with my tinfoil hat, I think they did the whole, let's nominate Ryan Gosling and not the ladies to cause controversy. I really do think that that was the case. I mean, it's fucking Hollywood. Miss Jackson starting at six or, yeah, well, I think he already knew that question. You know, now that we're at, you know, 733. Love you, Lisa. Cooper, uh, Cooper Knox. I nominate you, Mr. Film Junkie, to be the next Oscars host. That way things could be entertaining. Hey, I could do that. No, I'd, I'd fuck that thing up so hard. I'd, I would need a co-host for sure. Uh, Devon Wooter, hey Dave, who do you think should be Supergirl? Mila Alcock or uh, Meg Donnelly? Like I said, um, I'm a, I, I think I'm all about Meg Donnelly. I think she can kill it. And who's your top five best comic book villains of all time? And what's your favorite scene in Terminator Two? Wow, that's a loaded, that's loaded right there. Top five comic book villains? I mean, that's that's a lot right there. I mean, you could say like Joker, Mr. Freeze, Brainiac. Uh, I mean, there's so many, too many. And my favorite scene in Terminator 2 is the scene where I can, I, I know I can actually, my favorite scene of Terminator 2, I can totally nail it down because it's it gives me goosebumps even thinking about it right now. The scene where John Connor is running away from the T-1000 because he thinks he's just like some cop. So he's going down through the hallways. And when he bursts through the doors and he sees the T-800, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's just walking. And, of course, you know, he's holding the, the flowers. And then, of course, put, you know, gets rid of the box. And you see the shotgun. And it's all in slow motion. And you hear the, 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 the score for the T-800 that... You know, that, oh, no, no, it's not, it's, it's, boom, bang, you know, just, there's like that score that's happening. So John runs the other way. There's that dude that's like, hey, hey. And then, of course, the T-1000 walks around the corner, slow motion, and you hear his theme song. So you have both the T-800 and the T-1000 theme song both playing at the same time. 
And then, of course, they're both like aiming their guns and John's right in the middle, middle. And then, of course, Arnold goes, get down. You know, I mean, it's so perfect. That is such that is cinema. Uh, that is cinema. You hear the. I mean, you hear the both their themes happening at the same time and everything's happening in slow motion. James Cameron, you son of a fucking bitch. Sorry. I just had a nerd out on, I had a like really nerd out on that right there. That is my favorite scene of Terminator 2 right there. Mr. Nobody, hey Dave, how much creative control will Gunn allow writers and directors in DC projects, uh, especially since he's trying to build a cohesive story arc? I mean, I'm sure he's going to give them as much as possible. You know, he's going to have notes. But he's going to probably try to get, I hope he does, he gives them as much as possible. But, I, you know, he'll have his notes. I could see some notes just so story plots make sense from one project to another. Otherwise, it becomes a mess like X-Men Dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be the Fox universe. That's for sure. Mr. Uh, Movie Watchman. Hey, Dave. So if Greg Frazier drops out, who do you think Matt should get to be a cinematographer? I mean... I don't know who the hell did it on the uh, the apes films. Was that also Matt Frazier? I don't even know. Like, you know, anybody that can grab what he wants to do when it comes to those shots of the movie. But I think Greg Frazier is still going to do it. Darkness under the wind. Dave, question number one with Deadpool three done filming. Is it very likely we're getting the trailer next month? Yeah, apparently the rumor is, is that we're going to get the first trailer during Super Bowl. So we'll get a 30 second clip, 30 second TV spot during the Super Bowl. And then you can watch the full trailer online with the Supergirl casting coming uh, to a near close. Would we uh, could we get news of Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow beginning to start filming sooner than we think? Yes, I would not be surprised. And they'll probably announce a director shortly after. I don't know. So. We'll see. We'll see when it comes to that. So it's all just pretty crazy, guys. Pretty crazy. All right. How are we doing out there? We good? All right, guys. Well, like I said, we're going to be doing a members only like a little discussion after this. Man, I thought this uh, I thought this stream was going to be, you know, shorter than usual. But I think I just I went I went off a little too much when it came to the whole barbie snub thing so <laughs> but yeah members look forward to the uh the link after this if you want to join and have a little bit uh more discussion when it comes to this become a member join the family and get a little personal you know stuff you want to ask me some things like that go ahead and uh join the member the membership when it comes to the channel everybody else of course subscribe to the channel if you haven't already hit that notification bell do all that and, uh, and then, of course, I'll see you guys tomorrow on DC Fanimated. Of course, New Time is happening tomorrow at 8 p.m. Pacific Time. And then, of course, the Vodka Stream at 7 p.m. Pacific Time when it comes to the, uh, on Friday. So I'll see you guys then as well. All right, guys. Members, I'll see you guys in a little bit. Everybody else, I'll see you later. Bye-bye.